You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Well, yes, it certainly does, Mr. Kornheiser. Thank you very much. Welcome to Midwest Bias Podcast. As Tony Kornheiser just said, I'm KJ, or Kirsten, and thanks for being here. One thing I wanted to say about today's episode, there's a little technical difficulty. Well, not really technical difficulty. You'll notice that during the next segment, the Hall of Famer's voice is very faint, and that is due to improper microphone setting by your host. So if it does sound like she's distant, she's not pissed or anything. She's just, I just forgot to switch the microphone settings. So hopefully it's not too bad. Okay, and with that, I'm going to move on to the best thing I heard all week. It's the best thing I've heard all week. We got a voicemail on our phone number, and this one is from Adam Jameson. And he left a message, uh, well, I'm just going to let it speak for itself, but in the wake of our dear friend Terry's death, let's play it. KJ, Adam Jameson, Pittsburgh, Kansas. My mom had cancer when I was in kindergarten, and then when I was in junior high, and the last time when I was in college. Here's a poem that her counselor, is in Buddhist bricklayer, hippie-type, read at her funeral. It's called Love Poem. You have been traveling. I can see it in your eyes. The light of your will bending in submission to the force bringing us together. I have been busy waiting, putting fresh flowers on the table, filling the lamps with kerosene, arranging things, so that you might feel you have arrived at the right place, at the right time. Hello. I'm so glad that you could come. And in honor of us coming together, let us make a scratch on the wall of the cave. We could talk. We could make small talk. I will begin. I'll say, I love you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for sharing. So sorry for your loss as well. And that's a beautiful poem. See? Something different. Getting a phone call is fun. If you want to call, leave a message for us here at the Midwest Bias Podcast. That phone number is 612-361-9431. Thank you again, Adam. That was the best thing I heard all week. It's the best thing I've heard all week. All right, it's time for a taste test with the Hall of Famer. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. Why, yes, it is the taste test with the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, the Hall of Famer. Happy to be here. It's my favorite segment ever. Today is the favorite segment ever, no. or a taste test with the Hall of Famer is the favorite segment. Yes. Okay. Well, then you've come to the right place. I have. Now, before we taste test, I must mention that right before we began to record the taste test, you spotted a package outside of our door. Mm-hmm. And the package came from none other than Quizmaster Bob Walsh. Oh, hang on. 
Bob sent a box of Peeps cereal, mm-hmm. which is kind of looks like Lucky Charms and, and Fruit Loops in a way. The beige things that are usually Lucky Charms are looking, they're colorful like Fruit Loops, but then there are marshmallow treats in there like Lucky Charms. Yeah, the, the actual cereal part looks like Fruit Loops because they're circular. Yes. And yeah. then the... The marshmallow part looks like a Lucky Charms. Or a peep. Yes, because they're, you know, the, the little marshmallows. Yeah. Earlier I talked about the best thing I heard all week. Well, this is definitely the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was fired up to see it. And he, he included this post-it, a yellow post-it, which matched... The yellow peeps box. So nice touch there, Bob. KJ, this is sent via FedEx in the hopes that they won't do what Brown did to you, Bob. And it took him a minute, took me a minute, and I'm like, oh yeah, what can Brown do for you? Mm-hmm. Well, Brown, aka UPS, leaves packages at the end of your driveway. And by the way, they did never respond. Yeah. I actually got a DM from them. Please fill out our survey for how we handled your situation. And I think, hmm, is it handled though? Really? And then Bob says, P.S. Hope you enjoy the family size. Oh, yes. I definitely enjoy the family size because now the Hall of Famer can have some. Oh, yeah. I I wanted to jump in on them right away. And she told me I couldn't open the box yet. And then about 15 minutes later, she said, okay, you can open it. (laughs) Because I wanted some. Yeah. So thank you very much, Bob. Very kind of you. But I don't think they taste like Fruit Loops or or even Lucky Charms. I don't know that they actually taste like Peeps either. No, they're very sugary. Very sugary. And the, uh, the actual cereal part is very lightweight. And, uh, yes. Yeah. And I will say this is nothing, this is not Bob's fault. He doesn't manufacture these. But there are the, the round Odi things to marshmallow ratio is... It needs to be reversed. Yeah, it's 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 incorrect. I like to, when I eat Lucky Charms, for instance, I like to eat all of those Odi things first and leave a pool of marshmallows. And when I ate them, there was a pool of maybe four marshmallows. Yeah, harder to do in this situation. So they need to change that ratio. But otherwise, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you give it? Oh, well, because of the... Ratio, I have to knock it. So I have to give okay. it a three plus, probably. Okay. Four minus. What about you? Uh, I'd give it a three. Okay. I it's wouldn't interesting. give it a four because I wouldn't order it. You mean you wouldn't order it to the cereal bar we always go to exactly. instead of the beer bar? We yeah. go to the cereal bar, yeah. belly up. Ah, give me a Lucky Charms. I'll take the Golden Graham. <laughs> Cookie. What is it? What did I like? Cookie, cookie dough? Crisp. Cookie crisp. I love cookie crisp. But see, cookie crisp. Some of that stuff I can't, most of it I can't eat now. First of all, it's too sugary, but also it, it kind of injures the roof of my mouth. Oh, my wow. body, my, my teenage self could handle it, but now I'm getting too old. Everything's getting soft on me. Issues. All right. So let's, thanks again, Bob. Really yes, appreciate you. it. Okay. So let's get to the taste test. What do we got? We are starting out with Ed's last beer, 
Ed Butt. Yep, Ed Butt's last beer from Weldworks Brewing Company in Greeley, Colorado. This one I'm very excited oh, about. Oh, from the order. You ordered mm-hmm. this. Yes. yes, yes. Sponge. Yeah, I sponge. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I yeah, think it's I think called it's just, sponge, but yeah. it looks like I sponge, but I think it's just upside down. Uh, an upside down exclamation point because on the other side there's an exclamation yeah, so point. So that makes me think it's like Spanish because that's the kind of exclamation oh. points you use in Spanish. But I don't know if that's the case or not. Hmm. Uh, but it's a sour ale. The Ooh, label like it. is uh, there's a sponge written all over that in, in yellow writing and the can itself for some purple and pink. I wonder if these are sponge cookies. These are, they're like little squares that look like they have a yeah, flower on Yeah, I don't know what a sponge cookie is. I don't either, but you're going to find out soon that there are there's sponge in here. Oh, how uh, do you know that? Did well, you read ahead? I may have, because oh. I, I was excited and I couldn't help myself. All right, what's the ABV? Uh, ABV, small. Hmm. 4.5% alcohol Ooh, by volume. Oh, I could, I could handle this. Sour ale with strawberry puree, check, coconut, marshmallow, sponge cookies, mm. never heard of them. Milk sugar, natural and artificial flavors, carmine color, and beta carotene. Oh. Those last two things. If seem the necessary. carmine color was not in there, I don't think I'd like it as yeah. much. Oh yeah, it's all about that. Uh, okay, that I'm gonna like this. This is gonna be something we might fight over. I hope not. Now, do you oh. usually tell the beer, the second beer, you're gonna do before? No. Okay. Uh, we should review the cheesy rating yep. system. Zero equals ish. One equals criminy. Two equals oofta. Three equals eh, it's interesting. Four equals ah jeez that's good. And five equals you, you betcha. betcha. All right. I opened this and poured it, and I could smell it like mm. it wasn't even near my nose. I want to say that Is the this... sponge cookie kind of looks like you know those sugar cookies with the so good frosting that's what yeah. they kind of look like yeah. but i have no idea what they are and we'll have to google it later must be um, a colorado cookie i definitely smell the like strawberry puree maybe coconut i think i smell some coconut in there definitely smell that carmine Mm-hmm. you sure you're not smelling the beta carotene mm. that might be it now todd takei predicted that you would love this and so did ed butt i think I might have just like, like set the bar so high because I was so excited. But let me try again. Yeah, you better take another one. Also, you have peep cereal. Oh, no, that's no longer lingering. Okay. Oh, there's definitely. Some After tartness. factor? No, tartness. Oh. Ooh, it gets, it gets me. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh, no. Yeah. You wouldn't order this? I don't think I would. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's the mix of the coconut or the maybe it's those damn sponge cookies. Maybe. But I can love a good cookie, so it probably isn't that. I don't know. There's something about it. I'm not digging the flavors. Mm. It's okay. Well, that's a letdown. I mean, I'll certainly drink it, but I don't think I would order it. Now, this is not Ed's fault. You ordered this. this is totally my fault. All right. My turn. Oh. What does that smell like? Right? Well, there's marshmallow in there, coconut. Okay, marshmallow, maybe. A little bit. Okay. You know what it smells like? For all those Bostonians who like that fluff and nutta. Oh. Claire Natola, John and Michelle Miller, Sully from Boston. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. 
That's what it smells like. It smells like that fluff. Fluff. Marshmallow fluff. <laughs> Do you have your number under the table? No. I shouldn't know. Um, I also we also didn't talk about the color of it. Yeah, it's very it very much looks like a Kim Wilson River beer. Yeah. Kim it, it Wilson. Is, it's it's hazier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no it head. looks like a a golden ale. Which I was kind of surprised at. I thought it would maybe be more like reddish. Like a smoothie or a yeah, puree? So, yeah, since it had the strawberry puree, I expected mm. maybe a little more red in there. There is what I would call, I don't think it's really tart. It's tart, but not really tart. Mm. Not like what we tried last weekend, or last week. Yeah, there's certainly an after factor. It's, it's hanging yeah, out in the back of my butt. The after factor, to me, kind of gives me the idea that it's a diet. It tastes sort of like oh. it's a diet. Maybe that's the carmine. Yeah, or the beta carotene. So the after factor, I'd give it a three, not a great after factor. Oh, wow. That's my third sip. Yeah. I think. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at exactly yours, three and a half. Oh, okay. I guess you'd give it a four. Mm-mm. Okay, Tizy. Yeah. Okay. I don't uh, think we're one, gonna tie on the. Next I don't one. think we're gonna tie in the next one. So that sponge is probably gonna go to you. Yep. The next one is from who? This is a new one. Will Bird, Aquarium D-R-N-K-E-R from North Carolina. This is what we talked about last week. Now, we talked about having a special taste test, but I, I was a little off in my timing. Mm-hmm. That might be next week. It's, again, 50-50, whether there'll be one. This one is from, in all of his brews. I will say that all taste tests are special, but extra special. <laughs> All of his brews, you yep, said. All of his brews are from the same brewing company, Crystal Coast Brewing Company. Yes. And that is out of... I think it's North Carolina somewhere. Yep. Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Mm. And Moorhead City, North Carolina. It looks like uh, there's a few places in North Carolina. Moorhead City, Atlantic Beach, and Rocky Mount. Oh. Yep. And... The can, a cool black label. It's with a, a gorgeous can. Yep, it is a gorgeous can with a really cool looking pelican, like mm-hmm. that drawing that's very detailed. And it's looking at you with one eye. And then it says black pelican maple porter. Ooh, look at that ABV. Yep, 7.0 alcohol by volume. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a really pretty label. The Black Pelican was a beacon of hope for wary sailors finding safety behind its wing. Mm. Let this Black Pelican be your harbinger on a stormy night. Uh, tasting notes. Dark cocoa or cocoa. Mm. Do you need to roll it and invert it? Uh, I don't think so. Maple and vanilla. Okay, now, I usually do not think that I like porters mm-hmm. but people think if you like stouts you must like porters but I have tasted a number of porters now on this podcast that I have not liked however I had a porter last weekend from I think it was Urban Growler mm-hmm. and I liked it and so I was surprised I was surprised that you liked mm-hmm. it so right. let's see I might like this maple porter I like the fact that it says maple. I'm interested in that. Oh, it's, Ooh, it's dark. dark. It looks like a stout. It, it very much so looks like a stout. Mm-hmm. Smells like a stout. Does it smell like maple? No. It smells like a stout, though. Okay. Rugged, dark, earthy, and nasty. Okay. Rugged, dark, earthy, and nasty. You can taste the, um, 
the caramel caramel notes, right? I didn't see caramel on the maple. map. Maple. That's what I'm Dark tasting. Dark cocoa, maple. maple, and vanilla. Dark co cocoa. Nope. I taste the maple, though. Hmm. I mean, I, uh, I'm able to choke it down. I wouldn't want a third sip. I'll give it a 1.5. Oh, so you like the sponge better. Oh, absolutely. 1.5, okay. I mean. What do you think I'm going to give this? Um, I'm going to do that under my, under here. Okay, I definitely taste the, smell the maple. Mm-hmm. It kind of tastes like there could be bourbon in there, but there isn't. Like, it's okay. just on the edge of, like, that maple mm. bourbon. Mm. This one has an after Todd factor. knows what I'm talking about. This oh, does it? What number? Three. Okay. Well... Yeah, there is an after factor, but it's way more tolerable than the sponge's after factor. I better try again. Yeah, I think so. She's like looking at it like she's analyzing it with her eyes. I'm swirling it in my glass Mm. like a, you know, a wine, a sommelier. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, it tastes like, it sort of tastes like it wants to be a stout, but it's not quite there. wannabe i think i but it's higher than a sponge i think i'm gonna give it a four. Oh, geez it's good whoa how forgot it right okay you guessed it i got a four and i get the sponge mm-hmm. and i get the pelican okay it's a win-win yeah so thank you very much ed thank you very much will we have i don't know four four beers left from will i think there were six total okay five Mm -hmm. from will and some barbecue sauce yeah okay thank you very much for joining me it's great being here and now it's time for me to chat it up with the midwest guest co-host of the day time for the midwest guest co-host she's the best co-host of the day yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you bet you she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for the Midwest guest co-host of the day. The best Midwest guest co-host of the day, Jolene Wojcik from Nebraska. Hi, um, KJ. Not from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> no. <laughs> and now Grand Island, Nebraska. Yes, Grand Island, Nebraska. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. We always enjoy when Jolene returns. It's good to be with you. Uh, I wanted to start out this week with an email from Ed Butt. He sent, and he sent this to you too, and a number of other folks. And he says, I'll just read it. I am registering for a trivia mini season on the quote Midwest. I thought you might be interested in the definition of Midwest from the author. It is apparently based on something official and it includes subregions. So I immediately, before I even looked at this, thought that this author was going to get it totally wrong. Yeah. And right away, they referred to it as the flyover country. I know. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> no. So it's from, it looks like, learnedleague.com. Because in here, he refers to LL, and I thought it was Loyal Littles, but I think it's Learned League. So, yeah. Um, and it's called LL Mini League colon the midwest and so it says from the editor let's take trivia past the areas where it seems to be centered do you know parentheses do you know the five boroughs in new york city question mark where does route 66 end in los angeles question mark i mean basically right there jolene is like the whole purpose of this podcast we're talking about the east coast and the west coast but we're not talking about the midwest 
Um, so he says, let's take trivia past the areas where it seems to be centered, not seems to, is centered. I have no idea. I have not done this trivia, but I'm, it sounds like that's where it's centered. Anyway, to the area of funny yet distinct accents and misnumbered college athletics conferences. Yeah, I thought that was funny. He must be referring to the Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten, that does not have 10 teams. (laughs) Right. Now, I don't know if this is a woman. I shouldn't say him because I don't know for sure, but it it says from the editor it could be a a male, female. I don't know. This mini league will have a broad scope, both in geography as well as the people and culture. And then parentheses, yes, it exists, (laughs) of the nebulously demarcated Midwest of the United States, also known as flyover country. Yeah, that doesn't sit well with me. Questions will run the gamut of all LL categories, but with an emphasis on the history of the area and what makes the Midwestern experience distinct from the East or West coasts, the Mountain West, or the South. It will showcase the diversity of the region from urban and rural areas, as well as in its ethnic, religious, and cultural makeup. Now, here's where we get to where he he or she talks about the subregions that are apparently based on something scientific. Subregions will include anything that could possibly be considered Midwestern, including the Great Lakes, the Upper Midwest, and the Plains. We're primarily using the census-defined area. Quote, the Midwest region includes the East-North-Central Division, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin, and the West-North-Central Division, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. And then this person says, so grab your favorite hot dish, take a stand on the pop slash soda divide, and enjoy the satisfaction of well-laid-out streets on grids. Okay, so before we tackle that last paragraph, have you ever heard the East-North-Central Division and the West-North-Central Division? No, I've never heard those categories, but I kind of like it. And I'm going to say I agree with how he's got it laid out, or she Okay, so but but the Great Lakes, we've talked about the Great Lakes. What what did you cuz it says including the Great Lakes, the Upper Midwest and the Plains. Great Lakes, what would you consider the Great Lakes? I would say Wisconsin and Michigan. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know what they mean by Great Lakes region. And then the Upper Midwest and the Plains. The Plains I would consider your state, Iowa, Kansas, North Dakota, mm-hmm. South Dakota. Yep. And if I look at this, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio and Wisconsin. If I look at, this is the East-North-Central Division. These are all the states that I have defined at some point. I, I need it to be a little more specific. I need to know what half of Ohio and what half of Indiana and Illinois. Same goes with the West-North-Central Division. I need to know what half of Missouri and what half of Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. And Kansas. Yeah, this trivia group wants to be all inclusive. You get mm-hmm. to bring the whole. You get to bring the whole state. Yes, so I kind of agree. The Hall of Famer, let's just face it, the Hall of Famer would be throwing this out the door. Oh yes, I kind of agree with this, but again, certain parts of Missouri, I can't. I can't consider that Midwest. The southern half, I can't consider Midwest. But anyway, I think they kind of do nail that definition. Or, I mean, I'm willing to. I'm willing to concede that it's probably yeah. close to correct. Yeah, we'll we'll allow it for this trivia group. We'll allow it, yes. <laughs> now I, I'm somewhat familiar with this trivia group because I think I um I think Ed sent me one once where I got there's five questions. I got maybe one right. It's very difficult. I'm not good at trivia. I'll never join this group. It's it these questions are not 
like you think they might be. Oh yeah, trivia, I can get one. No, they're they're hard. Yeah, I was thinking I shouldn't join it either. I would bring down the team, and then they yes. said there's no there's no team. It's just you. I'm like, oh, even worse. <laughs> even worse, <laughs> right? And so let's let's tackle that last paragraph. Grab your favorite hot dish. Do you make hot dish? This might be. This might be more of our definition of the Midwest. Do you have hot dish in Nebraska? I have not heard that term here. Okay. No. Nope. Well, we know that it's popular in Minnesota. Yep. The whole tater tot hot dish. We just kind of say casseroles here. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dish. I, th- I wonder if that's strictly, I think Wisconsin also talks about it. See, breaking up Wisconsin and Minnesota doesn't make sense to me either. To me, they're basically all one state but that's perhaps because i live on the border i just drive three miles and i'm in wisconsin so oh okay to me they're pretty much the same except for like sports and stuff and politics (laughs) okay take a stand on the pop slash soda divide we have i remember talking about this with mr fuse on speaking of tangents i don't think we've mentioned it you know with midwest bias do you what is your take and does it come from Nebraska or do you defy Nebraskans and just go your own way? Uh, I think all of Nebraska is going to say pop. Mm-hmm. And I used to say that, but now I seem to say soda more. And I don't know why. That was my next question. How? Why do you think that? Because that's similar to me. I don't know. I just say soda. And I think that definitely, isn't that what Jason said? Didn't he say soda? I think he said Coke. Oh yeah, in the like south. Like in the south, just, you just say Coke. If it's Coke. if it's if it's a tab that you want, it's Coke. <laughs> if it's an RC cola, it's Coke. Coke. Yeah. But I would say most most in the Midwest are going to say pop, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just put them together and say soda pop. Yeah. So I guess we didn't really take a stand on that because that's what Midwesterners do, right? We don't really take a stand on anything. No, we're nice. You can say it however you want. Yes. And enjoy the satisfaction of well-laid-out streets on grids. This is over my head. I don't know what he's talking about. Or she, maybe Ed does. Do you know? I, I don't do know not. What mean. I don't know what they no. mean by this. And if they're indicating that because we're in the Midwest, we should have well-laid-out streets, I know here in Grand Island we absolutely do not. We have one ways and train tracks, and it's a mess to get across town. So I would say for sure we do not have any well-laid-out streets on grids here. Well, maybe maybe that is what they mean, well-laid-out in that the towns are so little that everything seems easy to access. My town is, is fairly straightforward. But I, I guess I've never seen a map of the town and whether the streets are on grids in a well-laid-out pattern. I don't know. So I don't really yeah. know what that means. Yeah. And our city now is crazy about roundabouts. We're putting them in all over. Oh, yes. And and how do you feel about that? We could also ask, are they traffic circles or are they roundabouts? <laughs> well, they're new to our city. And um, it's they actually had to have a big article in the paper about how to navigate <laughs> these things. So it's been interesting, but th- I think they're working well. Do you think, though, that if, if it's just written on the page, how to do a, that wouldn't work for me. I need to see a video. If I was just learning how to use a roundabout, writing it on the page with directions would not work for me. Same thing with like if I'm building this Ikea, I need the little pictures. Yeah. They had some graphics and, and this was for the first oh, roundabout good. because right by this roundabout was a Perkins, Hy-Vee, Jimmy John's, Starbucks, 
TJ Maxx and Kohl's. And so wow. because we, we were not well, we had no well laid out streets. It was a <laughs> nightmare to try and get in and out of this area. So I do think that the roundabout has kind of solved some of that. So very good. We also just, they put a roundabout here on Highway 61, not in our town, but out in the middle of where there's a big intersection where there have been major accidents. And one time the Hall of Famer and I came up on one and a helicopter was just taking someone away uh. from that accident. So it's needed and I think it slowed people down. But my point is that there are signs that say second exit, you know, if you want to go this street, second exit on the roundabout. They don't say traffic circle. So that must be what the Midwest has declared we're supposed to call these things, roundabout. Roundabout. Yep, I agree. Okay. Now that we've tackled that, let's go, uh, let's, let's talk about some of the feedback that we got after last week's episode. First one is from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33 This is because the Hall of Famer and I asked, I mean, we were talking about Little Caesars and Domino's, and I made the statement that I thought they were both Michigan pizza companies. And I wanted clarification from Kim. I did not get that clarification really, but I did get an opinion. I have a love hate relationship with Domino's. I worked in the same building as their headquarters for a few years. So I had my fill. Okay. Well, she basically headquarters. So that answers Domino's. Then she says, I like little Caesars, but my favorite Detroit pizza chain is Jets. So basically she did not deny that. I mean, I think she's affirming that both of them are from Detroit, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And Jets, we've talked about that with Kim before. I think Jets is the one, and maybe this is just referred to as Detroit pizza, maybe not just Jets. They cut their pizza in squares. Am I right? Do you remember this uh, discussion? I don't know, but that sounds right. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And I, I definitely remember talking to her about Jets And I don't eat much pizza, not because I don't like it, but because my stomach doesn't like it. But if I am in Detroit, I'm most definitely going to Jets. Domino's, that just reminds me of college. Because they they would deliver to the dorms. It was like five bucks for Mm -hmm. a large pizza. And if they didn't get it there, you got it free. Yeah, by half hour, right? Yeah, Yeah, half hour. Yeah. Half hour, yeah. So I think of Domino's. I would never order a Domino's pizza now, but no, no. back Came in the day, it was Caesar. like, yeah. Now, I remember once when I was in Chicago a couple years ago, I tweeted out and asked Chicagoans, and I believe you responded to this thread, as did Ed Butt and Chris Davenport and Jamie Julian, and all lots of people responded with their opinions. We wanted to know where to go for Chicago pizza. And this was, I think, 2018. We were in town for a Cubs-Twins game. And I can't, I, it was a Giordino's that we ended up going to. I don't Giordano's. Yeah, oh, Giordano's. Giordano's. And there was one that started with a P. And I think the, the place that started with a P, I was going to say the P place, but for obvious reasons, I changed it to the place that starts with a P, was what we ended up buying, getting. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because I know you're a Chicago gal. I am. I should know that. See, I always go to... To Giordano's. So. Oh, okay. So you must have recommended Giordano's. And I think yeah. we chose that place because it was the closest to our Airbnb and they would deliver. Oh, okay. The other one that we go to there is Lou Malnati's. Mm. That's a famous one that a lot of people like. Maybe. And they have they have thin crust too and deep dish. Maybe that was it. I don't remember. I, I think, I feel like if someone said it, I would know it. Now, okay. So going back to pizza and 
Domino's and Little Caesars, Michelle Pendleton, at M. Pendleton, there will always be a spot in my heart for crazy bread and crazy sauce. And I hadn't thought about that for years. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that crazy bread was good. It is. Yeah. Little Caesars. But I don't think I, yes, Little Caesars. I don't think I liked the crazy sauce. If I remember, do you remember what the crazy sauce was? Was it tomato based? Yes. Or was it like garlicky? Oh, you know, you might be right. Like a buttery, garlicky yes, sauce. Yes, because I think I liked that sauce. I don't like, I usually don't like tomato sauce. I'll eat salsa with like, you know, tortilla chips, but that's about it with tomato sauce. Mm-hmm, I same. feel like I love the crazy sauce. And I, so I guess we need a clarification, Michelle Pendleton, because I don't want to look it up. Is it is it <laughs> salsa-based, tomato-based, or is it garlicky-based? And then that got Adam Jameson involved at Soft Toss Lefty. Local pizza, quote, chain slash gas station pizza, end quote. I think he's up to six locations now. It's really good. Hortons. Have you heard of Hortons? Because Adam's in Pittsburgh, Kansas, I believe. Have you heard of Hortons? I have not. No. Okay. Because that's, you know, close to you. There is a that picture he posted. There's a lot of jalapeno yeah, there are. peppers on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want that many peppers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it does kind of look good for a chain gas station pizza. Yeah, yeah. Six locations. He's not made it to Nebraska. No, not yet. <laughs> but when I think of Hortons, I think about the donut place, Tom Hortons, Tim Hortons. What's it called in Canada? I've never been, but I know people rave about it. See, I don't know that either. <laughs> I'm no help. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Tim Hortons. Now, I mean, basically all the feedback that we got this week is food related, which I guess does not surprise me. And we had three from Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. This first one, he all of these are retweets or, yeah, retweets tagging us from different Twitter accounts. This one's called Regional American Food at Regional U.S. Food. And several pictures here of spaghetti and barbecue. And it's called Barbecue Spaghetti, and it says Memphis, Tennessee. Will says, spaghetti is fine, and so is barbecue, but together, thumbs down emoji. Uh, these look, these pictures look disgusting. I, I, I think I agree with Will. Do you have a take on spaghetti or barbecue spaghetti? I'm going to go thumbs down as well. I'm a vegetarian, so it even oh. looks worse. Even looks worse to me. Especially look at that bottom picture with the top. Oh. It looks like a brisket smothered in barbecue sauce, and then spaghetti on the side Sorry. smothered in barbecue Bar- sauce. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I don't want that. That's gross. No, thank you. But you know, all from Memphis. If Memphis wants to do it, great. I, I just don't want that. Okay, now the next one from Will, hashtag, he says, hashtag burning questions, hashtag food for thought. And this is from Food Porn, the original, at Food Porn. It's a picture of a burger with a runny egg on top. What are your thoughts about runny eggs on burgers? Well, the, just just pretend, Jolene, that this is a black bean burger that's sitting underneath <laughs> a runny egg, sunny side up egg. On your burger, what do you think? I'd go for it. Yeah, I would too. And this bur- this particular burger also seems to have coleslaw on it and some sort of like chipotle creamy garlic sauce or something. To me, yep. this looks really good. Yeah, I think so too. I eat a lot of eggs. and Yeah, and I like runny eggs to start with. 
and a nice whole wheat bun, it looks like. Yes, it does look good. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the, my only problem with this and the next one we're going to talk about is there's no way I'm going to get my mouth around that. No, it's going to be a knife and fork situation. Yeah, I, I can't get, there's no way. <laughs> and even worse for the next one. And this one is also from Regional American Food at Regional U.S. Food. Will wants to know, have these made it to the Midwest yet? Pastrami Burger, Utah. And it looks like a, you know, your regular beef burger with a bunch of deli deli meat, pastrami, all over it with lettuce and cheese. And then there's French fries. I think it's the place is called Crown Burgers somewhere in Utah. I, no, I, no, they have not made it here that I know of. What about Nebraska? No, I don't think so. And it, that picture looks like heartburn. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't it? Again, I would never get my mouth around this. But even with a knife and fork situation, I couldn't. I would have to no. cut it up into, I would have to disassemble it. And yeah, it, it looks, it's going to be messy. Oh, yeah. And so would the runny burger, runny egg burger, but i at least willing to try it for that. I guess I don't really want deli meat on my burger. If I wanted deli meat, I'd order a sandwich. Yeah. And last week we talked about Quiznos and we were talking about fast food restaurants that, and I made some comment that Quiznos is really good, but you can't seem to find them anymore, but it's not because they're, they can't be that they folded because they're no good because they were excellent. Now, first I'll ask you, did you ever have Quiznos or have you ever seen a Quiznos out in the wild? Yes, we have a Quiznos or we had one here in Grand Island. And it's no longer? No longer there. Uh, What did you, did you go? Yes, we always chose Quiznos over Subway. Yes. They toasted them. That was back when Subway didn't toast, but Quiznos toasted them. There's better sandwiches, better quality. Um, And I think it forced Subway to do some different things to kind of get with it. But no more Quiznos here. I think you're right. And Ed Butt at EDB 1947 said, loved Quiznos. The, all in caps, best (laughs) fast food. And- I remember what I got there was a mesquite, a chicken mesquite sub. It was good. I don't remember what I, did you remember what you got? I don't. Okay. Because I'm a vegetarian, so I don't remember what I used to order there. Did you order, how long have you been a vegetarian? Probably about 15, 20 years. Everybody asks people that have become vegetarians, what, why, what was the, was the last was there a last straw situation? I know I have a friend who went to a I think it was a chicken factory or a pork factory and said that's it for me. I'm not going back. Was there, is there a story like that for you? No, like Tim's grandparents butchered. I used to help with the butchering of the cow and all of that never bothered me and I wasn't like taking a stand against anything. It just started not agreeing with me. So one day I just said that's it. And okay. just stop cold turkey and... Pun intended. <laughs> yes. Good for you. And you don't miss the... You never miss meat. I don't. <gasps> Every That's once in a while, Tim will make like burgers on the grill and they look pretty good and I might have a bite or two, but that's usually about the only time. Wow. I, I'm impressed by that. I have tried to go vegan a few or vegetarian at least a few times. And I always come back to, I need a little meat. I, I suppose I could do it if I really wanted to do it. Yeah. And I'll take a bite of that and then I will pay for that one or two bites. Yeah, too it just greasy. Does not, yeah, it doesn't yeah. agree when you haven't been eating it. So yeah. I, I don't do that often. And now 
over the 15 years, I'm sure you've noticed that when you first became a vegetarian, how much more difficult it had to have been to get a vegetarian meal at a restaurant versus nowadays. Yeah, it's just completely changed. Now, you know, you have whole menus, you have gluten-free, you have all this mm-hmm. different options. But I'm not a I'm not a fussy vegetarian. So we go to different fundraisers and different events. And I just, Tim just gets extra meat, you know, and I eat the sides. So I'm not so fussy about it, you know, as far as if I can't get something, I, I can make do with whatever's there. Okay. Okay. So you're not one of those that, well, can you put this on the side? And then what else, what is this made of exactly? What kind of oil are you using? <laughs> no, none of that. Okay. Now, Michelle Pendleton, again, she gave us a whole thread. It says a thread on what happened to Quiznos. Did you at all, did you see this tweet and did you go through the thread or is this all going to be new to you? No, I did look at that and I actually knew that already ahead of time that the franchise was requiring them to to buy supplies through corporate and it was costing them more and kind of destroyed their own franchise. Yeah. Basic, yeah, basically that's it. And the people that had franchise, a lot of them went out of business and lost all their money and yeah, sounds awful. But it sounds, if, if anybody wants to, the thread is from the Wolf of Franchises at Franchise Wolf. And it says Quiznos was at its peak in 2007 and had about 5,000 stores and generated nearly $2 billion in revenue. Today they have less than 200 stores and can't stop yeah. the bleeding. Yeah, And they did talk about how Quiznos was, and they still call themselves the home of the toasted sub. So they started that, and then Subway followed, and of course Potbelly uh, also has toasted subs. And I don't know if Jimmy John's does. Do you? I don't think they do. No. No. I think theirs is all cold. And what about, um, have you ever gone to Herbert's and Gerbert's? Haven't heard of them. Okay, they're a sandwich shop. Maybe they're all mid only Midwestern, like... Upper North Central Eastern, I don't know what it's called, but maybe they're only Minnesotan, but I don't think they toast, but what they do is they give you they take out the innards of the sandwich. I might be wrong about that. Strike that from the record. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think a majority of sandwich t- shops nowadays do toast and and Quiznos claims that they are the inventor of that. And which, they might be. Which would work really great until someone else copies you. It's harder to stand out when everybody's doing the same thing. Now, as I'm sitting here right now, I just got a text from Rachel Reports. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And it's a picture of the United States with a number of states highlighted. And it says, the Midwest, colon. Oh, there it is. And I'm going to read it to you, all the states that are on this. You don't have this in front of you. I'm going to read it to you, all the states that are in this picture. And Rachel wants to know, what do you think? So this could not be more apropos for today's episode. Okay. Okay, now this is going to test my geography because they're not labeled. Uh, And it's a t-shirt. She must be shopping, and she wants to know maybe if she should buy the shirt. First of all, it's black with gold lettering, so I'd say I like that already. The Midwest, oh, there it is, and it points to, well, it's pointing to the deer of Michigan, you know, the Upper Peninsula, but there are highlighted areas, and it's basically what we just talked about, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, 
Missouri, and Kansas, Nebraska, and Iowa. So yep. we're getting more and more proof that those are the Midwestern states, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hall of Famer's going to have to come around. <laughs> well, she's probably not going to come around. I'll probably let her get away with it. <laughs> uh, so Rachel, what do I think? I think it's probably okay if you want to buy that shirt. It's probably not too much of false advertising. Okay, Jolene, speaking of the Midwest, the March Madness is, what are we in now? The Sweet 16, maybe, I don't know, yes. but by the time we're recording this, we're in the Elite eight. Terrific 12. Okay, <laughs> the Elite 8. There are, if I think I have this right, there are only three Midwestern teams left. And, and I, that's taking into account the whole expanded definition we've gotten twice here today. One from the editor and one from Rachel Reports. Creighton, or Creighton, however you pronounce it, which is in your home state. Yes. Michigan State and Kansas State. Michigan State, yeah. I agree with. Kansas State, I'm not sure where Kansas State is located in the state of Kansas, I presume. But I don't know where the school is located, so I, it may not be Midwestern. It's in Manhattan, Kansas, but okay. I, don't I don't know where that is. is in the state. Yeah. Me either. But so, I think you're right. Those are the three. Those are the three. Okay. I have not watched – well, I shouldn't say that. I watched a few of the games from the first round, and I just have not been interested, which is a new thing for me that I'm navigating. I'm trying to figure out why I don't care. Um, I will tell you that I am deeply enthralled with the Netflix series F1 – Drive to Survive, and now I think I'm going to start watching F1 races, which I didn't think <laughs> I would ever do. And so my, it seems like my tastes are changing, and I don't know why I feel this way about football. Like, why don't I care about the NFL anymore? So anyway, that is a whole different topic. We're not going to go into that, but I want to know. I did pick some brackets, and I do have a bracket, but I have not checked on how I've done, and I don't care. But I want to know, I know that you care, and I definitely know that you care about Creighton. So tell me, how are your brackets? What what are, what are your feelings about March Madness? Well, so I'm a, a big fan, obviously a big fan of Creighton. So both my daughters went there, and yes. we followed them, you know, a long time, even before they went to school there. So I'm like beside myself that they're in the sweet 16. It's the second time that it's mm -hmm. happened. And so I'm nervous for Friday night's game. So whenever this is released, we'll know probably the outcome of that game, but they play Princeton, who is a much lower seed. So they've, they've got a good chance. So I'm super, super excited. My brackets are, I went heavy, big East. And maybe that's your problem, KJ. Maybe you need a team. Like I have Creighton. So I'm oh, always, yes. you know, I got, I have a league, I have a team. And so yeah. I went heavy in the big East, um, which served me well until Marquette lost because I had them winning the whole thing. So that kind oh. of busted up, busted up my bracket. Yeah. I saw but, that game. I actually saw that one and I really was, yeah. I was sad about that because Marquette's yeah. from in Milwaukee and, and um, I have people that I know that went there and yeah. I picked the Longhorns and my bracket name, cause I'm in the Kornheiser group. Uh -huh. My bracket name was 42 Longhorns and oh. I thought it was a pretty good name, but it didn't make the top emailers whoever emails the top bracket names it didn't make the top bracket names my bracket name was that's it that's the list oh yeah yeah you've used that um, one before in the speaking of yeah. tangents and the midwest yeah. bias bracket i think i'm second in the speaking of tangents one now i know okay. you say you don't you don't run that anymore Nobody but it pops it. up <laughs> it pops up so you just join it so i think it's 
There's three of us in it this year, I think. I'm so happy to hear that people are still entering that. And that that doesn't even pop up for me. I don't understand. So I don't know who the winner will be, but if the winner wants a Midwest bias sticker, maybe we'll we'll send one out. Yeah. Well, it won't be me. With Marquette losing, I think I'm out of well, winning anything. Guess what? You can still have one. I'm sure you already have one, but you can have another one just for entering. That's how we do it over there. Speaking <laughs> of tangents. So, okay. So Creighton, you still have a chance with Creighton, even though you didn't pick, did you pick them to beat Princeton? First of all, did you pick Princeton to go on? And did you pick Creighton to beat that slot, whoever was going to be in that slot? How far did you have Creighton going? I had them going to the elite eight. So okay. I had them winning this game. Yep. But you did not have them. You have them winning Friday night's game or you have them winning? Right. Friday okay. night's game. Okay. And then getting beat. So, but yeah. I, I just, right now I'm just so excited. They're where they're at. I'm just thrilled. And so yeah, um, I don't even care exciting. about, I don't even care about my bracket anymore. Well, I'll tell you, I will be cheering for Creighton on Friday night. So there, now I have a team. Yeah. Good. We'll take you. Jump on the bandwagon. Okay. Now, what's the seeding? What's Princeton's seed? I want to know if this is really going to be an upset set if Princeton wins. Oh, yeah. Princeton is, a, I think, they're 15 and we're a six. Okay. Yeah, that would be an upset. I'd consider that an upset for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you gone to any March Madness games in person this year? Not this year. Nope. Okay. Um, Omaha has hosted a Sweet 16, and they've hosted a couple times first and second round. So I go in there in Omaha. Okay, they're not in Omaha this year. No. no. Okay. Well, you just went to a bat. Oh, it was the Timberwolves, Timberwolves Celtics. Yes. Yeah, so last week I did something for the first time. I listened to the Midwest Bias podcast in Minnesota. Oh, how did it feel? (laughs) Did it feel any different? Not really. (laughs) It was wonderful, though. Did it feel, I mean, when you're in Minnesota, you could probably relate to the temperatures or anything that I was talking about that day. Although it's really nice here today. It's 36 degrees and sunny. Oh, that would be wonderful. So I was up visiting my daughter last weekend, and Mm -hmm. um, I think it it was felt like nine below. Oh, yeah. um, Last weekend was terrible. Yeah. And so we walked somewhere to have lunch, then walked to another bar to watch the Creighton game and then walked like eight blocks into the wind to a Italian restaurant to eat and then back to her apartment. I thought I was going to die. I don't think I have walked in that cold of weather that far. Did you have anything to cover your face? No, I had earmuffs on. I had my Uh hood up, but um, that was brutal. That was, you know, here, you know, I'm running from my car to my office door or the car to the grocery store, you know, short little spurts, but to walk blocks, I had not done that yeah. in a long, long time. It might have been worth your while to get on that light rail or get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Because it just get, it just goes right through the to the bone. It's just, it takes forever to warm up after that. Oh, yeah. And your hands brutal, are so but, chapped and yeah. yeah. Well, you braved it. I mean- that is truly, I mean, when people come to Minneapolis in the winter, you know they're hardy. Yeah. Or gutsy or dumb. Yeah. But we did. We went to a Timberwolves game when I got to town Wednesday and they played the Celtics and it was a, it was a good game, but I'm feeling old. I'm feeling like Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> the, the game starts and they, they play music during the game. And I looked at yes. Taylor and her fiance and I said, when did, when did this happen? When do they keep the music going 
like during the game. And he's like, well, as long as I've been going to the games, that's what her fiance said. And I thought, what? And so I figured out I probably haven't been to an in-person NBA game since probably 2015 or so. Oh, okay. And they weren't, they weren't doing that then, or they weren't in Chicago where I would have went to the game. So, well, they were doing it. I, the last time I went to a Timberwolves game was probably, it was before the pandemic. So it could have been 2018 or 2019. It's the one that I frankly went more to see David Aldridge because he was covering for TNT (laughs) than I did to see the game. And it, well, I actually was able to track him down and chat with him for a few minutes and get a photo, which was so great. That's great. They were playing music too at that time during the game. And I remember thinking, why are they doing this? But yeah. I never remember thinking, because I have not been to that many NBA games, so I never really compared it to anything. But I thought it might have been distracting for the players, but it did not seem to be. Yeah. So like if you go to you know college football game or college basketball games, which is what I go to, you know, the minute the kickoff or the tip, then the, the hype music starts. So it's going on before, but then once... Once the play starts, that goes away. And I was just like, what are they doing here? <laughs> to some, who screwed up? Somebody's yeah. fingers are frozen from being outside. They're supposed to stop the music. Yeah. But so the- I don't know when. I, it must It must have been quite some time ago because uh, my daughter kind of looked at me funny like, well, this is how it's done. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, Sometime between 2015 and 2018. Yeah. Did, but they stopped it during a free throw, right? And anytime the whistle blew or did they keep it going? No, no, it's during free throws too. Oh, I don't think mm-hmm. that was the case. And when I, you know, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. There's got to be some rules though about what you can play and not play. I, I think would think. So. Yeah. You know. Okay. Before we go, I must ask you. We're coming up on Masters weekend, which is also Easter weekend, and. I have family coming for Easter, which I'm super excited. We're going to celebrate Mama's 80th birthday. It's it's going to be great. But I'm also uh, a little sad because I'm not going to be able to watch very much of the Masters. And I, I, I put the Masters on my calendar every year. Like, let's not schedule anything because I want to watch all four days, all day. Right. I don't go to the Masters like you do, but I do schedule it on my calendar. But this was the only time that my brother and his family could come. And so this is what we scheduled the party for. So they're going to be here and I am going to have golf on. So if you're listening, Eric and Jenny, oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. The golf will be on. <laughs> okay. Tell me, what are your plans? Are you going this year? Yes, I am going. So a friend of mine also has tickets. And when you have a badge, you can bring a junior in. So somebody under age 16 can come with you for free. But it's only the badge holder that can do that. So my friend is taking her one of her granddaughters in and then I'm going to bring in her other granddaughter. So her daughter's going, her two granddaughters. So that will be great. And so that's Thursday and Friday. And usually I just go the two days. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm going to stay and also go on the weekend. And my daughter's coming with her fiance and my husband, Tim. So we'll do Saturday and Sunday, the four of us. So I'm going to have to like pace myself because four four days, (laughs) four days of it, you know, when you're getting up at the crack of dawn and getting in line and doing it the way we like to do it, you know. And no running, Jolene. No. Don't get busted. Nope. Tell Tim. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no reprimands. So. You cannot you lose that badge. 
No, he, he knows better. He knows better. But um, so we're going all four days. It is going to be a little strange um, to be there for Easter. Mm-hmm. But in 2004, when Phil won, that was Easter weekend. And that was the first year that I went to the tournament. So I was there on that Sunday when Phil won and did, did his little jump. Yes. That was Easter Sunday. Oh, so. so did you want Phil to win? Did you predict Phil? Because maybe you could predict this year and maybe it'd come true again. The only other time you've been there on Easter. I, I'm not a huge Phil fan, even less of a fan now with the whole live yeah, golf yeah. stuff. But um, I actually that day was pulling for Ernie Els. Oh. He was on the putting green, putting, waiting. Uh, yes, I remember. To, to yeah. do the playoff. And so I kind of wanted them to, to end up in a playoff, but it was exciting to be there. I mean, it, it was crazy to, to know that you were right there for and that you were moment. on the 18th green, I'm sure. Yeah, when he did, when he turned to us and did that little jump, he was facing us. Did he look right at you? <laughs> I think he looked at Sandra. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, oh. Sandra must be a huge Phil fan then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So you're going to try to get your 18th green seats. Yep, we'll try and do that. And um, Sunday, I usually don't like going on Sunday. I've done it a few times. Three times I've gone on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's it's aggressive and competitive. It's it's way worse than the other days because everybody wants to be on eighteen. Yeah. And yeah, it it could get kind of nasty. I think it's going to be interesting this year with the the live golfers yeah. there and the PGA tour golfers and yeah. that whole vibe I see is going to be. I want to see an actual <laughs> fight. Like I know it's a gentleman's game, but yeah. I would like to see like Dustin Johnson or Phil and, and Rory going, going at it. I want to see Rory and Patrick Reed. That's the fight I want to see. <laughs> That's right. Patrick Reed's going to be back. Yes. Oh, I have, yeah. I have enjoyed, there aren't many people that I've enjoyed being gone to the live tour but he's one of them <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's sad how this has all yeah, changed is, things but yeah I don't know there I'm hoping that it'll get worked out somehow and somehow this will all go away and it'll be back the way it was but <laughs> I hope so too well let's just make that our little little <laughs> Easter wish <laughs> sure <laughs> oh Jolene thank you so much for joining me again yeah thanks for having me I hope you had a great central time. I was going to say standard or daylight, but it's, I don't even know what it is anymore. I'm just going to say central time. (laughs) I did. Thanks so much, KJ. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest-Bias.Castos, that's C-A-S-T-O-S, You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest mediator, and anything else at MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Hall of Famer's going to have to come around. <laughs>